everyone welcome back to another episode of the retro gamers podcast episode number 360 larry here and anthony here and what is going on sir how was your uh two weeks uh oh yeah my two weeks were <laughs> they, they were they were they were they were two weeks all right um had a had a fun interesting travels okay um unfortunately uh, uh I, I already forgot it uh, i wasn't here last week but um <laughs> Uh, just an un- unfortunate travel incident that kept me from recording last week's podcast. Yes, so. yes. I, I briefly, I didn't go into detail. I just mentioned you had some travel issues, um, which yeah. I think were hysterical. Well, you know, honestly. Oh, yeah. It was, it, oh, my God. I was laughing the entire time <laughs> I thought my plane was going down. <laughs> we all eventually have that moment in the air when we think something like that's going to happen. Oh yeah, no, but this one, this one definitely felt real. <laughs> this one definitely felt real all the way to the, we're returning to Los Angeles because we can't get the plane to go faster. Oh, that was, that's what the issue was. Oh, I didn't give the story. Okay. So now not the full story. No, no, not even to, to us, you know, in the private chat that we do. No, no, no. So, um, so I, you know, I was, I was on the plane in at LAX getting ready to take off and uh, make my way home to New York. And uh, we take off and we're going, we're going up. And then all of a sudden we're slowing down and we're turning. That's what happened. Literally like the plane, like started to level off and then started to head down a little bit. And I'm like, (laughs) I literally like start looking around. I go, oh crap. I was like, here we go. That Uh, skyline supposed to look a lot smaller. (laughs) Yep. But, and then, and then you just hear, then I, then you just hear the engines outside, like almost like, you know, when you're almost choking an engine. Yes. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like they were like stepping on the pedals oh, so phenomenal. hard that the the engines were just like almost sounded like they were going to overload. So then we start going up again. <laughs> oh, then okay. We, then we start going up again, and I'm like, okay, it's like great. <laughs> and then we start leveling off again. And I'm like, <laughs> so so we were doing a bit of it, you know, we were like kind yeah. of weaseling our way up to ten thousand feet. And then when and then we fight we fight like if they fought their way up to ten thousand feet and then once we got up there the plane just like felt like it wasn't even moving. Ooh, and I'm like, I'm that's like, a weird uh, sensation. Yeah, it, it was very because you know like you when you're on a plane you know you're going like five six hundred miles an hour when yeah. you're at top speed you don't feel that you don't you mm-hmm. don't feel that much but you know you're moving. Yeah, but to sit on a plane that's up in the air that doesn't feel like it's moving it's very telling, <laughs> you know so. So, you know, like five minutes when we've leveled off, because uh, you're supposed to go higher than that anyway. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we leveled off at like 10,000 feet. Then five minutes later, the pilot comes on. He's like, um, he's like, he's like, in case anybody, you know, in case you guys didn't realize, he's like, we're having trouble getting up to top speed. <laughs> it's like, bing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your head between yes. the legs and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't get that far. But uh, we did get the, you know, if you haven't noticed, uh, play. <laughs> Uh, the plane, the plane's having trouble getting to top speed, at which point, like I had noticed from takeoff because of what was going on, yeah. everybody else was already watching their selected movie uh, or the woman sitting next to me was sound asleep there the entire go. time. She Good was for she her. literally out cold the second we got on the plane. Um, and so uh, and then they're like, uh, so we're going to turn around and go back. To Los Angeles, we were only we didn't get that far. I was gonna say, how long like, were like was this ordeal? Well, that whole thing, like getting just getting to yeah, ten thousand yeah. feet, took like ten minutes. Like okay. literally, like it was slow. It felt gotcha. like super slow. 
Um, and then like five or 10 minutes later, I guess they, they needed to get a certain distance out so they can turn distance. around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like all in all, like this whole thing took about 45 minutes <laughs> and I can so, only no offense. I can yeah. only imagine what you looked like white knuckling it in your seat mm -hmm. on that plane while everybody literally I'm looking around. The only other people that I saw any any. Yeah slight concern on their faces were the flight attendants which was making me worse because oh, i'm yeah. like so i'm like Employees, they look worried i go i'm it. definitely worried yep no so, i hear you on that one so anyway we turn around it took forever to get back to lax because we were going so slow and not only that it's lax yeah, well, and it's like, well, I mean, they cleared. I'm assuming they cleared. Well, they probably, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. But still, because we were going so slow, like we were only going like, because you know, I was sitting in one of those seats where um, I had the wall in front of me, I, you know. Oh, okay. And the wall has a TV on it, and there's yeah, a little yeah. map, yeah. and then they have the stats on it, and I was looking at the, <laughs> and I'm looking at the speed. Because they tell you the speed, how far you are, oh, yeah, from yeah, yeah. all that stuff. So I'm looking at the speed, and it's like 277, 253, <laughs> 260, and I'm like, ugh. I was like, I was like, I'm just sitting there. I go, I go, just land on the freeway or something. I was like, I don't care. I was, I was like, just put this thing on the ground. Um, so we, so then we eventually made it back. Um, but we made it back. We landed safely. Everything was great. Mm -hmm. I get up out of my seat, or um, uh, they get uh, they get on the the PA system. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, as we land, right, we hit the ground. Yeah. Lady next to me wakes up. There you go. Oh, she probably and like, oh, we're back in New York. Oh, wow. Look at this. Wait a minute. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even tell her. I was just like, I was like, she's still walking like, around looking for uh, the Chrysler building. No, no. So what happened was like we landed and then um, the, the the pilot gets on and he's like, yeah, he's like, all right, we're back to LAX. He's like, we were having trouble getting up to top speed. Don't worry. We have the mechanics getting on the plane. We'll probably leave again in another 45 minutes. Oh, give it. That's right. Give it the old college try and let's do it yep. again. Yeah. So at which point, and you know, at which point I'm like, to hell you're leaving with me. <laughs> I, I get up out of my seat. I go over to the flight attendant and I'm like, hey, um, I heard the announcement. I'm not staying on your plane. So I'm going to leave. And they're like, well, they're like, we're going to go talk about, you know, we have to go confer about all of this and we'll and we'll let you yeah. know if you can leave. I said, no, 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 no. I'm getting off your plane. <laughs> I'm telling you so you can take me off your list because they got the, you know, they have. The so they didn't so they didn't deboard the plane officially. No, no, oh. we went we landed, went back to a gate, and then yeah. they were like, Oh yeah, we're going to fix this so we can take off. Okay. And, and I'm like, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So anyway, flight attendants getting a huddle up in the front by the pilot. Yeah. And then I've already got my bags. Like my like because <laughs> you're just standing there. <laughs> yeah, like I'm literally standing there staring at the door because I'm like, I'm watching the door to make sure I go if anybody goes over here and tries to shut it, I go, I'm yeah. barreling through. <laughs> um so um so then uh she comes back over to me that she said, um, yes, if you would like to, to get off the plane, you can. I said, I wasn't asking to begin with, goodbye. And <laughs> I got off the plane and then they re they, they rebooked me for the next day. That would have been uh, great if someone like tried tackling you as you got off the plane. Right? <laughs> oh no, like like that would have been great if they did, because right now I wouldn't have to work anymore. Because <laughs> I would just I would have sued the airline. Oh, they're very um, strict on that. You gotta listen to what they're doing. No, uh, yeah, but not with something. I don't think with something like that. It's like, look, look, you have an issue. Let's let's face it. If I stayed on that plane, 
when they took off again, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have wanted me as a passenger anyway. <laughs> they would have been like, we're going to have to land somewhere else because this guy's giving us a problem. <laughs> t- yeah, as they huddle, you get that one head keeps popping up looking over at you back down. Yep. But that's why the only time my first flight ever I got, I flew with my father because I was scared of flight flying. And he's like, how many people do you know that have been in two plane crashes? Because my dad was in one when he was in yep. the military. And I was like, well, that makes sense. So and then we had, well, I'm not going to tell the story, but then we had a moment where the stewardess came up to us. They were like, um, do your feet feel warm? Like, yes, what? <laughs> That's a story for another time. Well, at least you're oh, here. Thank goodness. I, I am here. Um, I am safe. Everybody on that plane, by the way, was safe. It, did take, I, it, sure took, off, it took off an hour later. They made it to uh, where they needed to go safely, which was great. I was very happy for them. My nerves could not do that plane again. <laughs> I left the day later. Everything was fine. Oh, and that is why we did not do our episode last week. That's all right. Well, all good stuff, but we're back. And uh, yes, and we did. And we had some fun stuff planned last week that we're going to kind of do this week. Um, and um, we're going to get actually into that in a few moments. So before yes. we get into that, though, um, and. Uh, during your time away, though, uh, I believe you got some stuff ended up coming in that that when you got home, you're like, you know what? This is a wonderful gift for me to come home to yes. and forget my nightmarish travel. Uh, well, actually, while I was sitting on the plane, one of the thoughts that ran through me was, of course, of course, those things arrive when I'm on a plane that's going to crash. <laughs> but no, because <laughs> I will never get to play them. So, no. Um, yeah. So uh, Polymega successfully sent me my modules yes and here they are beautiful i've got my uh super nintendo module here very nice uh, which is the only one i have had time to open so far okay um so very very cool uh i'll open it up just to show really quickly mm-hmm. uh keep those boxes i am uh, oh well oh, for another, storage no yeah reason. well no for storage my n64 box which mm-hmm. I was looking for all day yesterday has also disappeared. Like <laughs> I just, things are going missing in my home. Uh, so I Blame have the cats. Uh, well, it's either the, the cats are getting, uh, you know what? The cats are probably getting back at me for medicating them this week because <laughs> they both went to the vet and I have to give oh. them medicine and they do, and they do not like me right now. So here's the, uh, here's Go the Super Nintendo good. module. Very, very nice. Si- very yep. simple. Very straightforward. Uh, and, yep. The controller, uh, I will say, I love the look of it. Uh, I played I played uh, some games using it yesterday. It, I, I didn't care for it very much. Meaning um, what? Either I got to break the buttons in a little bit. Oh, or that what, might like, be, yeah. It almost felt like I had to, like, I was pressing the button and I wasn't getting a reaction quickly. Yeah, right. yeah that uh, might be. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it was a little weird. Make sure so, you got game mode on on your TV. Uh, yeah, I should double check that. Or... Or just get a new TV. I need a new TV. So, uh, any excuse to get a new one. There you go. Nice. So, got my Super NES module. There's the back with cool. all the specs, which is oh, cool. Oh, very nice. Again, I love their packaging. Like, whoever designed their packaging, top notch, guys. Um, kudos to the people in r&d packaging hey you know what i i I work in i've worked in consumer products and marketing so i do i've I've seen my (laughs) packaging in my life (laughs) packaging is very important all right so here we got the uh what was this is the power which is the power uh which oh this is the nes one oh okay uh, the NES one. So, Very nice. Uh, see I that. mean, at this point, yeah, really, it's just kind of looking at the controllers. Yeah. Nah, you didn't even take the shrink wrap off of that. No, yet. no, I told you. Oh, I, haven't had, I haven't I just had thought you. I just thought you just didn't hook it up yet. No. Well, because, you know, I got I got home a day later last weekend, and then uh, I worked three days, and I got back on a plane because I had to fly <laughs> again. Uh, here's the uh, Genesis one, the Mega. Very nice. Uh, Very just, nice. And remember, that will play 32X. 
Yes, which is very cool. You know what I like about the controllers? It sounds this is gonna sound weird, but I do like the colorfulness of the controllers. Like the way the buttons are colored like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yep, they all have uh, different colors. Although yeah. the Y and the Z look like they're the same color, but uh, it's hard to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah it doesn't yeah, look like they're that. Both, yeah, they're, they weird. both look gray. Yeah. But the other colors are nice. And then last but not least, this is the probably the one I was most excited about because I'm going to up that collection now is this is the TurboGrafx-16. Oh, yes, good yeah. luck. And there's that button. Uh, I, I love the buttons. One, two, three, four, five, six in Roman numerals. Yeah, honestly, right? And they go I, around in a circle. They uh, do. That's they go, what's they, a little they, weird. Clockwise. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I totally forgot there was a six button turbo graphics controller because yeah. when I was looking at them, I'm like, why the hell is it six buttons? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was a six button turbo graphic controller. Yep. And then uh, so this one plays PC Engine, Turbo Graphics 16, and uh, SGX there you go. cards. Yeah. Super so, graphics, yeah. Yep, which is great. So uh, yeah, so there I got my, I got I now have all the modules. Very cool. Great. Um, I still have to buy the Powerbase Mini. That you sent me so i can do the uh oh yes uh, the, uh, uh master uh, system uh, games. master system games yes that i mean that just reminds me actually of something i'm going to show off as well uh mm-hmm. when you mentioned the master system but you're right through i wish there was another company you can buy it from now but through castlemania games you can buy a small uh basically power base converter kind of sort of for you okay. like i said to play the master system um on the uh on the polymega um which I definitely go for it. There's two versions actually of this. Uh, I forgot what they call it. power. Uh, what do you call it? What I call power, it? Uh, power base mini. Yeah, power base mini. There's almost like I mean they both will play either. I think they both will play North American and Japanese games. But there's a, a normal power base mini. Then there's a power base mini FM because mm-hmm. um, the master system in Japan had like an extra i'm gonna get all the the stats and the that part of it wrong but had like an extra like like music chip or something where like the music like popped off the uh japanese version where we didn't have that on the north american version sometimes the same game will sound different in japan and in north america and um so there are two different versions of that little mini converter so just kind of give you a heads up about it i think you're probably better off getting the the cheaper one without the fm because again yeah. you'd probably be playing mostly north american yeah so. uh that is my goal yeah. uh to play the north american one so yeah. uh yeah so i'm gonna grab that power base mini so then i can add i don't know if i can add master system games to the polymega or not uh, that i don't know probably yeah. not because i don't think because you probably would have saw like a like um because mm-hmm. you can still see like like the like the the whatever you want to call it, like for the collection even though you have nothing yeah. in it you know what i mean yeah so you probably but, I, but but you can do it on the retro freak. So yes. And since those are my two major, you know, compilation system consoles, yep. Yep. Um, it, it allows, you know, and it also allows me to like, cause I have my Sega master system hooked up right now. Mm-hmm. It allows me to actually put that back in my case and put it away and preserve <laughs> it. Cause I like to preserve my older systems. That's I why I also, that's, that's why I also got the compilation consoles. Um, the only ones I want to keep out are the ones with that I can't like my Dreamcast, my PS2, like that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh so yeah, so got my modules, very happy. Very uh, cool. very happy with that. And uh you apparently are having some apprehension with Castlemania games, Larry. What is going um, on? I, and at this point, wait, I wait, think... wait, 
Uh, is this going to be like another limited run story? Almost. Actually, uh, probably worse than limited run, to be honest. Worse than limited. Well, yeah. Worse than limited you, run. You've forgiven limited run for their transgressions. Uh, yeah, they. No, no, no. They they realize their error. Um, and and you're welcome, world. Uh, for their new open yeah. uh open uh pre-orders that they do now, as opposed yeah. to having someone go. Well, in I have. A, I actually have a steal. limited run gripe myself now. Real? Wow! Look at us. Little one. Okay. I have a little one. But Boy. but let's hear your Castlemania story first okay so um oh uh side note just to let you know the power base mini correction works on the retro freak there's no promise it will work on the polymega okay fair enough so, there you go anyway uh you probably get the normal power base converter in any event so castlemania games all right company uh, before i get into the griping let me mention this you because you when you mentioned sega master system i forgot i bought this i actually picked up a Ma sega master system controller Oh, which I've never OG. owned before. Uh, nice. Total OG. Nice. Reason being, uh, I didn't realize when I was going to, I don't know why I was reading it, but I was just reading the 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 instruction manual for my uh, analog Mega SG for the for the Genesis. Mm -hmm. And it says you can use an original Master System control. He's got to change one of the settings very easily. So I'm like, all right, I think I can do that. When I read more into, because if uh, for those of you who know, there is no pause button on the Master System controller. Nope. The pause was on the system. Yes. So, and in their instructions for for analog, which I find is hysterical, you have one of two options: either you can uh, through because it came with a Master System uh, converter, uh, okay. the Mega SG, you can crack that open and start soldering wires and everything and make a pause button on the adapter to replicate having to get up and, you know, pause it on the system. Okay. And it goes into great detail on how to do that. Kudos. That would be the, that would be the Jack version. Totally. Or just plug a Genesis controller into port two <laughs> and use that as the pause button. <laughs> uh, well, gee, which one sounds easier? So in any event, um, when I was, because when I was playing Ghostbusters uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, you know, I just wish I had an original controller. So now I do. So that's very nice. just very, simple very, very nice. Now, Castlemania, here's where they can just. Okay. Do things. We're so, PG. Oh yeah, I know. That's why I had to think. So I, I, I made this, uh, I ordered this, what felt like a year and a half ago. It's called the Hammer and Harry collection. Okay. And it's two games from Japan, Hammer and Harry and Hammer and Harry 2. Uh, NES carts are in here. Uh, okay. It's a great little kind of like beat em up, if you will, kind of sort of um, two of them. And it's funny because like the I don't have them out, obviously, but like one cart is like a concrete color and the other one's like a wood color. That um, makes sense. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All right. So I break them out um, and I've had no issues before. My where is it over my shoulder? Here it is. Uh, for those watching my Battletoads Double Dragon on, mm -hmm. on NES uh, I've gotten from Castlemania um, and a couple of the games I bought from Castlemania. So I put Hammer and Harry 1 into my analog. That's what I play with. And it didn't boot up. I was like, oh, weird. Oh. Okay, interesting. So, you know, I, I, I it's a brand new cart. I figure, all right, let me just try to wipe it down, you know, blow into the cart. Wasn't booting up at all. I'm like, oh, okay. Weird. Look, things happen. Okay. So I'm like, all right, well, let me put in Hammer and Harry 2. At least I'll play that. I put that in, crashes <laughs> immediately. Wow. I was like, ooh, okay. Ooh. Now, to make sure I'm not losing my mind i put in battletoads double dragon from the exact same company that i bought hammer and harry from okay put that in works like a charm i'm like all right good it's not compatibility with the analog okay so i got two games that don't work look you know what things happen i have no problem with that yep you know whatever i think i remember one time they were saying they had to delay it anyway for some reason okay 
So um, I email uh, Castlemania Games or Rondo Productions. I don't even know which one it's through now. It's the same company. Uh, hey, look, I need to start a, a, an exchange. You know, the, the carts don't work, blah, blah, blah. A couple days pass by, nothing. Like, okay, you know, maybe they're just they're, they're backlogged maybe. In the past, they've mentioned, you know, please bear with us while we try and get to all, you know, uh, emails and stuff. Right. So I'm like, okay. So I email them. Oh, I get an email from Castlemania. So I'm like, oh, they responded to me. Mm -hmm. It was a general email saying, hey, look, we finally got the Hammer and Harry series in the warehouse. We're going to start shipping out, which I found funny because I already got my order. Right. I'm like, OK, whatever. But I had already responded to that email thinking it was a response to mine. So I'm like, hey, just want to check, you know, the update, like to get this the exchange going. Nothing again for days now. OK. OK. <clears throat> then I remember they have a ticket to like to put in a ticket. I'm like, all right, maybe that will go quicker. And when I go log into their uh, help section, right, and submit a ticket, my emails are already in there because I was responding. I'm like, all right, cool. Okay. So I updated that. I'm like, hey, guys, just, you know, waiting for a response. Still nothing. So now I'm like, okay, this is getting weird. I send messages on X to Castlemania. And R Rondo Production is like their actual uh, sales uh, website. Okay. So I'm like, hey, can someone please get back to me? These two companies, you cannot directly DM them, or at least not, I guess, if they're not following you. So I I messaged them on X like three times, like, you know, tweeted them. Mm -hmm. No response. Okay. Now I call them. They're a California-based company. They're open from 9 to 3 Pacific, so 12 to 6 here in New York. Right. I called them at 12.05. I called them at 4.30-something. And I called them like three times in a row. Reason being, I kept getting voicemail. Oh. And I left three voicemails. Uh-oh. So now I'm like, oh, and then I put in one new, one more new ticket. Be like, look, someone's got to get back to me because otherwise I'm going to get my podcast partner on the trail and you're not going to like that because he's already flipping out because of an airplane. No. Yes. But what? <laughs> no, but we, we know my track record with uh, with companies and problems. No, I, I've messaged, called and emailed them for like two and a half, three weeks now and nothing. No response. I'm being ghosted worse than any girlfriend I ever I had who had who were done with me. It is wild. And now the last message of both voicemail and X that I posted, I'm mm -hmm. like, someone please get back to me. I have no other choice then to go to the Better Business Bureau and you know contact my, my credit card, who might find it weird that I might be putting in a complaint for a charge that was over a year and a half ago. Right. But it it it, it is wild. It the 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 broken carts again don't bother me. That happens, things yep. happen, but to completely Ignore. not even respond to anything. Even like, hey, pal, stop messaging us. Right. <laughs> so, again, Castlemania Games, Rondo Productions. Look, they're great companies. I've had no issues with them before. I've been able to cancel orders. Yes, they've always been maybe a little slow, but this has been ridiculous. <laughs> and this isn't the first time I've heard people almost being ghosted from mm. them. So... I don't know where to go, where to turn to next at this point, because I feel like all my options have run out and all I want is two working games. And to kind of mention what you said before about limited run. Mm -hmm. Now they work so you can get it from you can order from Rondo Productions or limited run 
guess what? Moving forward, limited runs definitely getting more of my my business, which I you know, because I, I always went to Castlemania because you know I have credit with them. Right, because you build, you earn credit every time you buy something. I right. probably got this twenty bucks off actually. So oh, nice. twenty yeah, twenty bucks off for broken games. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's just it is wild mm -hmm. how they just sh like shut down nothing. Not even like hey, we're, we're you know Happy New Year or something. I don't know. Uh, Lunar New Year, but well, it could be that they're dealing with uh, and I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, trying to explain what's going on with them. <laughs> maybe they're dealing with how commerce works. Yes, uh, no, no, maybe they're just dealing with an influx of issues. They, uh, you know what? That type of thing, which I believe, which is possible, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But at least, hey, look, you know, we, we will get back to you when we can. Something, something to acknowledge. Well, some uh, even like auto response would have been exactly. It's, yeah. it's 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 like just the, like, the, like the one i just got from limited run feud <laughs> so i it's it's uh, hopefully no one else actually it's funny mario had almost the same issue with them mm -hmm. um actually when he ordered the power base mini mm -hmm. for his genesis and he decided you know to cancel the order and it took him like a month and a half to cancel because they just weren't responding wow so, okay maybe they're well, just not maybe they're just not staffed well Again, which is fine, but yeah. give me something. Respond yep. to something. I left three voicemails. Come on, people. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's so, fair. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Castlemania, you you are forcing me to use limited run now, which yeah. is I thought I would never say anything like that in my life. That's not true. You've been using limited run for a little while now. I have because I had no other choice because stuff was only through limited run. But when that's I had right. a choice to buy from limited run or someone else i was yep. going someone else yeah and look what happened exactly it just bit you it really did because i know yep. limited run would have gotten back to me quick say hey all right you know let's swap it out yep nope fair all right well then uh enjoy your continued issues with castlemania just uh, put, put them on the list i'll oh, add them to the list uh you should report them to uh what, what was that um we had a local oh. news station that would do the the Shame. news shame shame shame, shame, shame on, on you yeah or yeah, who's call, the other one call them who is that was channel two? All right, hold on. Who is the who's the one on eleven? Um oh, I forget. Oh it was Ask Asa as well. Yeah. And but then I can't remember the other one. Call yeah, Henry should, or Harry. You should call your local news station and tell them you have a you have a story. You, you have a you have a story for them. A good old shame on you story. Um, <laughs> like, sir, that that hasn't been a, a, a segment for us for about twenty years. Yeah, and then, well, bring it back. <laughs> I'm a re we're a retro. Podcast. I was just going to say exactly. go. retro, retro shame on you. That's what we deal with. So, oh, so that's where I'm at. Castlevania. Hopefully, someone's listening. Mm -hmm. I just want my games replaced. That's all. I want this replaced. That's all you're I'm asking playing. for. So episode 360, there really is no other topic to talk about for episode 360 than to single-handedly bring down all these shipping companies and issues that they're having. That's right. Right? 360 degrees of shipping gone wrong. Uh, the other topic can be the Xbox 360. Yes, it, it, it just made the most sense. Yes, and that's what we're going to get into right now, talking about some fun memories uh, with the Xbox 360, which we both definitely have. And, yes. um, you know, first, because kind of let's kind of bring everyone up to speed on this. Uh, I, I mean, we're doing a special for the 360, but mm -hmm. do we dare call it yet? 
a retro system? I know we always go back and forth on what's deemed a retro system. Well, we, when it becomes, we had decided, uh, I think, like at least a year ago, to allow the seventh generation into the retro category, and I think yeah. it's fair because I they're both. So yeah, I mean, it's two generations ago. Um, the system was originally released uh eight over 18 years ago at this point i'm perfectly comfortable putting the 360 in the uh retro console it's just mm -hmm. it just so happens that um that generation of consoles had a very odd level of longevity it really did i mean the seventh so, generation is the 360 the ps3 and the wii yeah, and those systems lasted for a really long time. They sure did. Um, so, and I have some. Um, uh, I did. I, I didn't do like. Remember when we used to do retro spotlights? Ah, yes. And I would get in, go into really great detail on them. I kind of did like mm -hmm. a mini, just a little mini spotlight, which is really just kind of talking about the specs and some yeah, fun sure, facts no about the three sixty. Yeah. So, um, so the three sixty. So let, I'll just jump right into it. Obviously, developed by Microsoft, it was their second major console in the industry. The original Xbox was wickedly successful. Um, part of the seventh generation, like we said, uh, it was released on November twenty second, two thousand five, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. De December second, two thousand five, in Europe, and then December tenth, two thousand five, in Japan. Um, intro price for the system. For the standard 360, it was going for $299. I remember that. And that felt cheap for some reason and that back was, then. Yeah. And that was, the, that was the core system. The premium yeah. system, which had a 20 gigabyte hard drive at the time, was going for $399. It was there like $100 bucks for that. Okay. And when we talk about longevity, the 360 was discontinued April 20th of 2016. So it was, it was on the market for 11, almost 11 years. Now do it. That is that is huge for a system. I mean, I think the last time you had, I don't know the last time. I mean, systems stayed on the market well past like when the next generation mm -hmm. came out. Mm -hmm. um, but this generation just kind of kept going. It was one of those <laughs> generations where it's like it was just like because it, it, the, uh, the consoles at the time were so powerful mm -hmm. that um, you know uh, they they just they just kept hanging on yeah. um number of units sold over the course of its lifespan 84 to 86 million units wow which is huge yeah so definitely uh really uh one of the one of the probably one of the best selling consoles out there mm -hmm. um not counting well now i mean the switch is definitely uh, uh flying up there ps2 i think is still king if i'm not mistaken uh yeah i don't know yeah we got to get an updated list one day we'll yeah i got to get an updated list on yeah. that all right, so so some fun facts about um, the 360 that I have here. Um, uh, oddly enough, or to no surprise, I should say, um, to no surprise, the number of consoles that came out at launch were not enough to handle demand. <laughs> uh, so that's shocking. So yeah, so they sold out first week. But what was funny about it was that 10%. And I think the 10% was like 40,000 units. Like 10% of the initial units sold within the first week were thrown up on eBay. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. So the, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the upcharging uh, or the, uh, the, uh, what, what do you call them? Uh, I know he's ordering scalping. Scalping. The yeah. scalpers were out in mass um, <laughs> for the Xbox 360. By the end of 2005, which was only, a little over a month after this thing came out, 
the 360 had sold 1.5 million units. So that's just wow. within about a, a little over a month, uh, which makes sense. You're, you're releasing it during the holiday season, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there were 18 launch titles in the U.S., 15 in Europe, 7 in Japan. Now, Larry, did you get one at launch? Because I did not. I bought yours, remember? You did, and there's a great story behind I'll, that. And we'll talk, uh, we'll, we're going to get to that. I'm going to get to that story. Did I buy it at launch? I know the Xbox I did not buy at launch. <laughs> I might have bought the 360 at launch. I can't 100% remember, yep. but I might have bought that one at launch. Okay. There's very it's, few systems I didn't buy at launch. Yeah. What's funny about uh, when I was researching this, I had real. I realized while I was looking this up that the seventh generation might have been the first generation um, within my lifetime mm-hmm. that I did not buy a single system at launch. I did not buy a Wii. I did not buy a PS3. And I did not buy a 360. Oh, okay. uh, I stuck with Xbox, PS2, and GameCube for mm-hmm. a very for a while before I picked up uh, the next gen. And honestly, the next gen, the only one I got was the 360 from you. I didn't buy a Wii or a PS3 until like Much my... Later. Yeah, my PS3 I only I've only had for like two years. Yeah, just recently. Yeah. Yeah. And my and my Wii I got, I think, in like 2018 or 19. My my roommate though had a Wii. Okay. Um at a time. Uh I don't remember if that like two, but that was like 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. But getting moving on. So some of the launch titles for 360 in North America were some pretty uh heavy hitters that people would just run out and grab, one of which was Call of Duty 2. Oh, yes. Um you uh uh, most uh, a good number of major sports games came out at launch. So you had NBA 2K6, mm-hmm. Madden NFL 06, NHL 2K6. Um, you also had uh, Project Gotham Racing 3, Quake 4, Tiger Woods, PGA Golf, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. So it had some, it had some really good titles. I think one of the reasons why I didn't get a 360 right away is because there were no titles on it that jumped out to me. I hear you. And, and you know, this, the, eventually it almost seemed like it became for a while there in the beginning, like it became the Madden system. Um, it was your Maddens. It was your yeah. Call of Duties. It was your Halos. Exactly. Like oh, Halo. Go. Forget about Halo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halo. That was your major. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. That was your major thing. All right. So um, other names that were considered for the Xbox 360, because we were all like, you have Xbox One, you have the original yeah. Xbox. And then you get a 360, and then obviously the next one after that was Xbox One. It's like, what are you mm-hmm. guys thinking? <laughs> but after listening to the other names, I think I'm okay with 360. Uh, one of the obvious ones they had considered was Xbox Two. <laughs> okay. Right. The uh, going a completely different way, they were gonna call it the uh, Xenon. That would have been hot. X E N O N, which I actually like, like uh, the, micro, the Microsoft Xenon. Okay. Yep. I can get behind that. And then there are the other two that I'm glad they threw out. <laughs> One of them was called the Xbox Next. I think, okay, it sounded familiar. And nope. then my personal favorite, <laughs> the Next Box. <laughs> I mean, that's just unintended. Yeah. Honestly. So anyway, so those were the, those were the other names being considered. Okay. I have a cat. I have a cat walking over. <laughs> um, I, you like me now. Wait till I medicate you later. Oh, boy. Um, all right. So over the course of um, the Xbox um, lifespan, there were essentially nine different versions that were sold. Ton. Of the it's up. Ton of versions yeah. came out. Um, yeah. So you had the you had the premium, which was the 20 gig and you had the core. Mm hmm. 
Then in 07, you had the 360 Elite, which was 120 gigabytes. Okay. I think I had which, that one at some point. Yeah. And then you had the um, Arcade Edition. Okay. That came out, which was... Um, like a smaller, not in yeah. size, but in like uh, storage. Yeah, exactly. So the arcade system came yeah. out. Then there was the Xbox 360 Elite. Edi- oh, wait, I said the Elite, right? I said <laughs> yeah. the Elite. Then there was the Xbox 360S. That okay, that's when they started kind of reshaping it and everything like that. Exactly. Um, and that one was actually, uh, I think that one may have had the largest um, largest storage on it because the okay. S had a 250 gigabyte okay. hard drive. Um, then you had, and then you had, uh, the Xbox 360 E and you had two versions of that. And you want to talk about a difference between two versions. You had a four gigabyte version and you had a 250 gigabyte version. I mean, go big or go home. Yeah. It's either go. Yeah. Well, go big or go really, really small. (laughs) Um, so that was a weird one because they, they shaped that one like the Xbox one. Yes. Which is, I don't know. It seems just being very weird to me. I don't know why, but it did. So yeah, so nine di- there were nine different versions, not counting like if they did like Call of Duty editions and so, all that stuff. Real fast, just to throw back episode three thirty six, uh, one of the episodes you weren't here for, right? Um, when we had the lovable Halo addict uh, uh, yes. Anthony on, another Anthony. So you know you weren't totally missed. Um, and me and him because he's huge, hence his name, into Halo, into Xbox three hundred and sixty, and everything. We did a lot of talking about uh, like all the special edition. 360s that I remember like, I remember that episode yes the Call of Duty the Halo the Star Wars one the mm-hmm. uh the Simpsons one you were able to win and stuff like that so yes. check out episode 336 very fun just go through those actually it was about special edition consoles in general mm-hmm. but he had some cool stuff about Halo and uh about the 360 special editions but yeah the 360 was very how can I put it? Um, you know, like the way you explain it. I mean, the, the, so many different versions. It was almost like you were able, they were putting them out like handbags, meaning find the mm-hmm. one that fits you the best. Basically, over the course of time, yeah. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. And then uh, on top of that, um, if you remember, I remember this very well, Xbox Connect, which yes. was its answer basically to the Wii. Yep. Uh, Xbox Connect launched November 2010. Do you have uh, a connect? I do. I did, and I still do, but I think it's broken. <laughs> so, because the connect, if you remember, the connect would like move. Oh, no, I know. I never had a connect, but I did. I? Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a connect, and the connect would actually move when no, I never you plug it in. Yeah, it would go up and down. Yeah. It would go up and down. Mine doesn't go up and down anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so the connect, which was basically like the Wii, so it would, you know, all body motion. Yeah. Yeah, all body motion kind of thing. And you can play games with the body motion, which was kind of fun. Uh, f- a couple other things about it. The infamous Red Ring of Death that would happen yes. with the first generation console, Xbox yes. 360 console. So, and then we've told the story on the podcast before, but when I finally decided to get an Xbox, it was when Larry upgraded his. I was going, yeah, I was going to one of the newer versions, newer models, because yep. I need, I always need the new one. Um, there's a reason why I have a bunch of slims. Uh, so... Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, I was all geared up to sell it, back, probably sell it back to GameStop to swap it out for the new one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's when it, you were like, you know what? I want to get a 360. I haven't had one. I'm like, all right, I'll sell you one. No problem. Yep. Uh, and we did the transaction. All yep. good to go. <clears throat> yep. um, and then what? Two weeks later, maybe? At, at most. It was a very short turnaround. At most. Uh, I had to remind Anthony that all sales were completely final. Yeah, so Larry, uh, <laughs> Larry was basically Castlemania-ing me. 
Oh yeah, no, I, I ignored you for like three months. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Ant got the red ring of death, and here I yep. am enjoying my brand new Xbox. Yes. Um, and Ant couldn't play his for a little while, but uh, yeah, that was um the timing was wild on that one. It really was. Well, all and all things considered, it was fine because Xbox honored. Yes, they did honor the uh, the red you ended ring up of getting death. a new one, I think, and I wound up getting. They sent me a new one. So, there you go, and so I got a new working it. one. Um, but uh, the funny thing about uh, not the funny thing about it, but the red ring of death actually cost Microsoft over a billion dollars. Oh, it was wild. It, it was, was wicked. It, it was yeah. It was really bad. It was um, almost like a soldering issue. Yeah, Just it was a little sod- thing it, got loose. Yeah, it was a little thing. Yeah. Um, they as a result of the Red Ring of Death, they actually extended the warranty on Xbox consoles from one to three years. Mm-hmm. So if you had bought one and you got the Red Ring of Death within those three years, you were able to send it back Which for a new one. I find funny and weird nowadays. I mean, it's too long to to think about how it really went out, but you like you bought the Xbox second hand. So, like, technically speaking, I feel like the warranty shouldn't have been should not have been in effect for you. Like, you didn't have a receipt for it or anything, like, unless I gave you I, a receipt. Maybe no, I don't think no, I don't think it mattered if you had a receipt or not. It's oh, just okay. the fact of if you had a if you had it because what are they going to say? Oh, if you don't you don't have your receipt, so we can't. Give I'm you just a saying, you know, like like there's yeah. no like you, how you have to register the system sometimes. Oh no no no. Ba- so. Yeah, but back then I don't think we were read. You were registered. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like nowadays they would probably be like, "Well, did you register the console, sir?" I'd be like, at which point my response would be like, "It doesn't matter. There's a red ring of death on it." <laughs> so, no, it's funny. I went on when I was actually on the Xbox website earlier, just kind of looking at some stuff. Mm-hmm. I happened to access my account, and my Xbox Series X is registered on there. And there's uh-huh. actually a section that says "Warranty expired." Actually, tells you uh-huh. when the warranty expired. <laughs> there you go. Um, a couple other things about the um, the 360. Last two things was um, with the Connect when the Connect came out, and Larry, I'm surprised you didn't get the Connect for this reason only. You probably did not know this, but you were able to order Pizza Hut through the Connect. So I've seen the Pizza Hut app on yep. the 360 to yep. order pizza. Yep. But you're right, not through to to be able to just verbally yep. say, "Hey, order me a pizza." No, no, you were able to. You were able. You were able to verbally order yeah, the pizza I'm and sure. say like this is what i want on it all this stuff that's like that's like domino's for the longest time you can like do a quick reorder with domino's and all you had to do is text them a pizza emoji and that was oh, your wow. order and like whatever your last order was they'll just send that to you that's funny <laughs> um and then Batman's the last dream why i have diabetes <laughs> yes uh, uh, the last little fun fact i had for it also was that the 360 was also obviously a DVD player because those became standard. But yes, the 360 was also taking part in the HDVD Blu-ray. I want to talk about this. Yes, I was because, all in on this. Yeah, because the Xbox supported HD DVDs. So for those of you to go back in time just a little bit, um, there was, well, to go back even further, there was a time where there was VHS versus beta. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember the VHS versus beta war, to be honest with you. You know, too young. This happened like in the early 80s. But there were two formats, VHS yep. and beta. And I forgot, again, specifics, whatever. But VHS won that battle. Okay, yep. everything was VHS. Then everything went DVD. All right, cool. Now we go to the next evolution of all that. And these two separate formats come out, HD, DVD, and Blu-ray. So now we have this new console war or, or again, you know, home media war. And like the only difference besides who owned 
HDDV versus Blu-ray, meaning company-wise, was HDDVD came in red boxes, yep. Blu-rays came in blue boxes. So as Ant started to mention, Xbox goes in on the HDDVD port of it, and they release a separate drive, a separate um, HDDVD player. So when I saw that, I'm like, well, I'm all in. You know me, always got to have the most yep. up-to-date stuff, and especially when it comes to multimedia and everything. So I went, you know what? I'm back in HD DVD. There is no way this Blu-ray thing is going to last. That's mm -hmm. just a stupid overpriced something or other. So I pick up the HD DVD. And what's hysterical is just yesterday I was talking to someone. I was talking to Rob over at Game On and Patchog, and we were talking about this HD DVD player. Like, I wonder if we even have those anymore. So it was a standalone um, uh, drive that only played DVDs and HD DVDs. It did not play games. I don't even think it played music, to be honest with you. Like it didn't, it didn't play audio CDs. I don't recall. Yeah, it, it's it's strictly the HD DVDs. So mm -hmm. now here I am. I'm picking up HD DVDs left and right. It came with King Kong, the the Peter Jackson yep. King. That's the one that it came with. And um, so now I'm starting to fill up on HD DVDs, and it's working perfectly. It, it's so seamlessly hooked up to the Xbox 360. It looked like the Xbox 360. You know what I mean? Like it was. It just fit with it. Um, you were able to hook the, uh, the, the wire, the Wi-Fi adapter to the back of it. It actually had extra USB ports on it. So it was almost like a, like a hybrid USB, uh, hub. Mm -hmm. So everything was going really cool with this HD DVD and the movies were phenomenal looking. Yep. And then all of a sudden I, you know, I read in the newspaper or whatever, Hey, you know, the, the, the war is over. Blu-ray wins. I was like, really? Yep. Seriously, well, I have all these HD DVD movies. Well, at that point, you could have stocked up on HD DVDs for like 50 cents a pop. They were oh. like literally like the closeout sales on HD DVDs was insane. Not only did those drop in price, this thing was $200 at launch. I think two or three days later, after it was announced that Blu-ray wins, this thing drops to 50 bucks. Yep. So now here I am with a stack of HD DVDs and the only way I can play them is through the Xbox 360 which yeah. was good for a little while but man does this thing go out of um you know out of style very quickly yeah. but it was such it was so cool though to see Xbox like adapt to that you know what I mean mm -hmm. and not going you know what we're going to put out a brand new because they never put out a version of Xbox 360 that had HD DVD built into it no it, it did not separate but it was just cool to see Microsoft you know, be like, you know what? This is the thing. Here's an adapter for it. There was rumors saying they were going to make it a Blu-ray adapter, but obviously that never came true. No. Um, but I was all in on this HD DVD. Well, that was probably their plan then for the Xbox One. I would Maybe. Think. I, well, no, that uh, well, by the time that was already Blu-ray was already. That was already yeah. yeah. So, so uh, those were all like just the you know just the fun facts I pulled um, I, to yeah. share. Uh, and then the last thing I had were the top five best-selling games on the 360. Okay. Uh, Larry, would you like to wager a guess as to what might be on the top five? I would, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I looked at it. Oh, so, okay. but, but the number one game shocked me. Yeah, the number one game shocked me too. So for the top five, uh, a few of them are going to be completely obvious. And then they're the, all... The... Actually, it's funny. Number six uh, just lost out on the top five, and I'm shocked for an, for an Xbox. Um, yeah, because it was like... It was, a Halo, it was Halo 3. 3. Yeah. yeah, Halo 3 was number six. Number five was Call of Duty Black Ops with 13.7 million. Number four was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, 14.7 million. Obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Top three, Minecraft, 21 million. Yeah, wow. Okay. 
Number two, which I thought would have been number one, right? Uh, hold, on, Theft- hold on, hold on. Oh, go. All right, say it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. 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 On the 360. On the 360. Five. Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> That's how old Grand Theft Auto Five is. <laughs> and we still got to wait another year or so. Yeah. So Grand Theft Auto Five sold 23 million. Okay. About 23 million. And then the number one game, clearly the only, I, I and it's obvious why it's number one. Yeah. For this reason, but you wouldn't think of it. No. Number one is Connect Adventures at 24 million. Now, why is that number one? Because it came with the Connect. And I just didn't realize the Connect sold that much. That's yeah, the, what shocked me. The Connect sold really. Thank. I think I want to say thanks to the Wii. Probably, probably the Connect sold really it. well because suddenly all of us, yeah. all of a sudden, everybody wanted the you know wanted the motion sensor. Yeah. So those are the top five best selling three sixty games. You know. So yeah, the three sixty. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was it. Go ahead. I was just gonna say my memories of the three sixty is besides gaming. Um, is just again the aesthetics of the system. Do you rem- do you remember the interchangeable faceplates on the yes. original 360? Oh yeah. I mean, and I like I had a small collection of them, mm-hmm. and they would just st- like there was Avengers stuff or Marvel stuff. Yep. Uh, I've got some of the other ones that were Halo stuff, and you just popped it off and put the new shell on. Uh, again, very very keeping it like your system is yours. You know what I mean? Personalizing. You it. personalize it. Yeah. Uh, it was the only system I remember. I at one point. You know, uh, there was a point where I ran out of like I had so many systems, I ran out of HDMI inputs because back in the day, there was only like one or two, but only like two or three systems used HDMI. HDMI was just starting to come into itself. Yeah, it was just becoming a thing. So I remember my I don't know why I always felt this was weird, but the TV I had had a VGA port on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And the 360 just happened to have a VGA adapter. And that's how I had my 360 hooked up for almost the entire lifetime of the system. I think um, I think my entire run, I had it hooked up to component. Okay. So you yeah. weren't even up to, to, to that yet. Like VGA, because v, VGA was like, you know, between component and, and HDMI, yeah. if you will, because you still had to hook up the uh, audio separately. Correct. But uh, I just remember that popped and actually that mm-hmm. helped out with the HD DVD movies, um, hooking it up via VGA. So I remember always having that for the longest time. I'm like, dang it, I ran out of room. What am I going to use? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What is this computer plug? Um, And then um, the, the, the tiny headset. I mean, the really tiny yep. headset. That you, I still you, have it. Yeah, you, know, you made you feel like you're in the CIA or something like that. Well, yeah, because you had uh, you only had the one, the one, one uh, side, one button hooked up over your rear lobe. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I felt like of- I was uh, Jack Bauer at the CTU. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the epic, epic gameplay. Just to bring it down personally for me and Anthony, Left for Dead and Left mm-hmm. for Dead Two were yep. some of the most iconic, fun. Yep. Amazing moments for not only just the two of us, but all of our friends. Yes. And you mentioned because you moved to L.A. at that point. Yep. So it was what kept you with us here in, in, in Brooklyn at the time. Absolutely. And and just the nonsense that we would go through. Playing uh, we, had a, we, had, we had a lot of laughs playing. Oh, my God. Really I mean, I, almost passing out laughing so hard. And and again, the one that I always like to mention it, but of course, we can never truly recreate it. But you know, eight of us playing two Left for Dead games, and we're all yep. on the same chat at the same time. Oh, uh, it was great. Oh my god, it was, great. It was amazing. So, three sixty will always have a place in my yeah. heart for that. Um, and um, 
one of the few reasons why I still have a 360 besides just keeping it in the collection uh, is because because the 360 was really the first system for me that I started going digital with. Yep. I mean, the Wii, no, not even the Wii, because I'm not going to count the virtual console. But, you know, there was a lot of games on the 360 I bought digitally, one mm -hmm. of which is X-Men, the arcade game. Correct. So that's one of the reasons why I will always hold well, on. Well, that, that in uh, Simpsons Arcade, those are the two I have True. on my 360. Yeah. I have the, uh, my Simpsons is on a th PS3, which is why I still have okay. a PS3. But uh, yeah, so bottom line, this system was phenomenal. And for me, it was also truly the first home. Like the NES was always built as a home entertainment system, not a yep. video game system. But for me, the Xbox 360 was truly my home entertainment system. I got it. Yeah, it my, no. Yeah, it yeah. was my de facto DVD player and everything. So yeah, definitely resort. Yeah, I I, ne I didn't I never used I've to this day I still don't use a console as a DVD player I never have, mm -hmm. um, but um, my 360 for the same memories that you know we shared on it were great. I still remember um, one of the funny things because I still have my 360, mm -hmm. like, you know your original. Yeah. yeah, so my mom still has an account on my 360. <laughs> awesome, uh, because I bought all of those. Um, Hasbro game night. Games. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom would just go on there and play like awesome. Boggle and Scrabble and awesome. those types of things. And I was I'm always, you know me, I'm a board game nut. So I love yep. those types of games. Um, but yeah, but like I remember like like it's funny because when I think of when I think of Xbox, the 360 is the only one that I really think back to as the fondest experiences and i think it was because of that timing of like i just moved to la um i bought your broken xbox <laughs> um and then you know and then we and then we got to play left for dead like we played because we played it like every week oh i know like, we, like yeah. we had like we had like a weekly thing yeah which was awesome um but uh it definitely helped keep my sanity when i moved <laughs> um and also just for the uh just for the library of games that i played on there An amazing library yeah it had it had a huge library and what was great about it was and again the reason why i didn't buy it at launch is because there were a, a lot of games that came out that were not my style because i'm not a call of duty guy mm -hmm. i'm not a halo guy those mm -hmm. were never the things that um that appealed to me yeah but when i got the system from you a couple years later they had such a great library that you could tell, you know, obviously it, you can tailor it to what you liked. So I just had a blast playing the games that I liked on it. The wrestling games were great. Very good. Raw, um, Raw 2. Uh, that was original. Well, that was original Xbox. Oh, that was. I apologize. You're right. I'm sorry. No, um, um, but the uh, SmackDown versus Raw. The SmackDown series, yeah. the Legends of WrestleMania game that eventually oh God, came out yes, on it. Yes. You know, those types of games were really fun. Uh, AAA Lucha Libre had a game on there. It did, yeah. Uh, TNA Impact. It did. I got, I'm, I'm looking for that game. I want to pick yep. it up. I know it's terrible. Uh, I, no, no, no. I still, I, I have it. I still have it. <laughs> uh, and I have the AAA game too. So that I don't have. I got to find Yeah. That. I have that one as well. Um, but then like the single player games that I enjoyed on there, like Dead Rising was a great series. Oh my People God. I Dead Rising. Amazing. Uh, the Batman Arkham series was on 360. Uh, that's where that's it started. Not about yeah, because Arkham Asylum. Okay, that, that was seventh gen. That was PlayStation three and um, three sixty. Gotcha. So, yeah, but just a ton of games. Uh, that uh, three sixty is where I fell in love with the Lego games. Yes, Lego Harry yes. Potter, Lego Batman, the very mm -hmm. first ones. 
when the characters didn't talk and it was great. I, oh my God. I just picked up again in an effort to continue converting to digital. Um, I just picked up on the 360. It's backwards compatible. Uh, Star Wars, the original trilogy. No, the original saga. The Lego on, saga. The Lego saga. Yeah. Cause yeah. I started that one on the, on the GameCube. Yep. But uh, they ended up the first two games. They merged into one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which backwards capability. Remember that? Like, you like can play almost every Xbox game on it. Almost half the thing. Out of the 998 original Xbox games that came out. Wow, they couldn't make it to 1,000? Honestly, right? 462 of them were backwards compatible. Some of which were exclusive to regions, but in yep. total, 462 backwards compatible. But that That's was also because in a time where we thought, well, there goes back, you know, backwards. Well, no, not when we thought, because I always have this argument. You know, the, the Super Nintendo was not backwards compatible with the NES. So no, but that was but, but it but, brought it into the spotlight. Well, but I was going to say, but that was also like hardware limitations because it was a cartridge based system. Once you got to a CD based system, it was able you were able to. You were well, able to work the coding. Oh, like. I mean, it was still emulate. Like there was, you still had to download an emulator. It wasn't like it was playing off the disc. You said that no, no, like no. had to download something. No, I understand yeah. that. But I'm just saying, um, this was like the first huge step into that direction. Into back everyone ability. Yeah. Yes, which so. was awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget the ever lovable, creepy um, Burger King. Oh my god, game. Sneak <laughs> King was Sneak one of them. Yes, one of them. I still have Sneak King. Uh, I do not. Um, I'm pretty sure you can buy it for a dollar anywhere, though. There were four or five exclusive yeah, games. The f it was just creepy. Um, Those but yeah, great, but terrible. Yeah, all in all, like that. Yeah, uh, I I always look back on my 360 fondly. Um, it is one of the consoles that I, if I'm not mistaken, no, actually, I don't have it sitting out. I have uh, Xbox One sitting out because most 360 games are backwards. A lot of them are. A ton of yeah, them are. And a lot of Xbox, original Xbox. They're getting play. there. A lot of them But are. my 360 is safely stored away with its Kinect, so I get to keep it preserved. Um, and I will always have that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, 360 always will have a place in our hearts. Trust me. And we know it's a place in yours as well. And where can people share their fondness and memories of the 360 with us? Yeah, we'd love to hear your stories about what your favorite experience was on the 360, what your favorite game was. If you have a, you know, if you have a like a personal memory to share like we do, we'd love to hear about it. Um, and you guys can hit us up on Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast, on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast, on Twitter at Retro Gamers Pod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube and Spotify at Retro Gamers Podcast, or you can email us at email at the Retro Gamers com all right so at this point let's get right into it folks yes it's back because we were off last week kind it of is sorry. back game of the week game of the week it has nothing to Whoa, do with what is going on here uh, well my cat wants to join game of the week so. use you yes so she has decided she Good. she is she she played she wants to talk about it Damn, put that tail down for god's sakes <laughs> 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 so uh so game of the week it was your it was your choice last time a couple yes. weeks ago uh, and you had picked a really good one, one that uh, I remember fondly. Yes, right. One uh, I just wanted to play and haven't played in a while. And this was an excuse to do it. Saturday Night Slam Masters. Yes, Saturday Night Slam Masters oh, for Super an, Nintendo. Yes. And um, what were your initial thoughts, you know, going getting back into this game? All right. So it had been a really long time since I'd gotten into right? it, um, uh, since I had played this game. Um what obviously the first thing that always comes to mind when I think of this game was the uh, the crossover it had with um, 
uh, final fight, final fight with a uh, Hagar or yeah. Hagar yeah. making his appearance in the game. Going back into it, I just remember I remember it being a fast paced wrestling game because it was originally I mean, it was originally an arcade game and they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't really change much from the arcade aspect of it. No, not not too much. No, not too much. So it was really cool getting back into that. The graphics I loved. I pure always Capcom. loved this look. Yeah, pure Capcom graphics. Um, it's got that Street Fighter look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I had forgotten about the game was that um, it played, even as a wrestling game, it played like a bit of a brawler. Mm-hmm. Like that, you did do wrestling moves and stuff like that, but it really was a lot of like more hitting type of things. Yeah. Um, also, the matches were incredibly fast. Like you had a three minute time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It went quick. On, yeah. Um, yeah. You had to you had to basically women in three minutes to move on. So but I thought it was really cool. It had it didn't have a large roster. No, not at all. What seven again, eight players? Yeah, it had about seven or eight players, but then you also have to think about like this game came out in 1993, mm-hmm. right? Rosters for games at that time were eight, ten, maybe twelve if you were lucky. Like even oh, Street, yeah, totally. Even Street Fighter, you yep. know, back then in Mortal Kombat, you had like, you know, eight to ten play, you know, eight to ten people to choose from. So it was on par with all the other games. Um, I liked the fact that you had a single mode and a tag team mode. Yes. Um, I liked the, you know, I enjoyed not the necessarily the story based element, but the, you know, the traveling element you go from. Like, that was very country. street fighter. Like, yeah, the circuit. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, the circuit, cause every character came from a different country. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to travel, you traveled the world becoming <laughs> the, basically the champion of pretty much the champion of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they took that street fighter format and put it in here, which I thought was fine. Um, is it the type of game you want to play over and over again? No, I didn't feel, I didn't like the replay value to me. Isn't there as much in okay. this game as okay. it is in other wrestling games. Mm-hmm. Um, like perfect example um for comparison's sake i had and because of the fact that i just um installed all my super nintendo games on my polymega <laughs> how long did that take you actually it didn't take, it took me all of like half an hour that's not bad um i only have like i only have like 30 super nintendo games oh, okay and, and they copy really fast yeah but like by the time you press the button to copy it it's already been copied <laughs> because they're all like a megabyte yeah. or whatever yeah, so right. for comparison's sake i just threw in um I threw on a WWF Royal Rumble mm-hmm. um, because um, um, as of this recording, yesterday was the um, was I believe the anniversary of Mister Perfect's passing. Yes, twenty one years. Good gosh, yeah, twenty one years, which is crazy. Yeah. But Mister um, Perfect was always one of my go to picks in the Royal Rumble game. So I went in, I played as Mister Perfect. Um, I, I won the Rumble, which was great. <laughs> um, but um, just just for comparison's sake, I was like, let me play through that. Um, and after playing through that game and then playing some Saturday Night Slime Masters, it just made me feel like I uh, like the, the WWF game had more replay value to me because the Royal Rumble mode in and of itself is a great mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on top of it, it's the um, the character recognition. Like I know of all of the I know all of the characters in yeah. the WWF game. Yeah. Saturday Night Slam Masters, obviously, these are all fictional characters. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. They're characters you know well. You have to learn them. So, and not only that, because of the arcade style and the quick pace style of it, it mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't feel like a full on hundred percent wrestling game to me, like a WWF game would. Be. I hear you. I hear you. So, 
for and for me, I go, that's where the replay value, that's where I lose it a little bit on the replay value. Um, also, again, you basically just had one choice. You do your singles matches or you do your tag matches. Having a couple of other options would have been cool. Um, but again, this is early 90s wrestling. I don't think, I think for what it was at the time, um, it's a great game. It's fun to revisit. Capcom, always good with the, these style of games. I never oh, really have 100%. much. 100%. I never have much to complain about. But this is one where I'm like, uh, my memories of it are fonder than what I actually experienced today. So <laughs> that's that's really how okay. I felt about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yes, you're right. I mean, it, it, it is a wrestling game, but yeah, games like Raw and, and, and the WWE games and even some of the other like WCW games uh, of that time, um, you're right, was more wrestling. This is just, again, it was an arcade game, which I forgot was also playable. It's on the Capcom Arcade Series 2 that's mm -hmm. on modern consoles. So the arcade version's on there. Um, but what I loved about this game, I kind of forgot until obviously I started playing. I forgot about the the entrances that were in yes. the, you know, the wrestlers had entrances. Um, and then talking about how Capcom really tried to keep it in their element, and this is stuff I'm just reading off of Wikipedia, not stuff that I remembered, trust me. But a lot of the and they probably did this again for the selling point to try and connect it to almost Street Fighter. Um, besides Hagar, who obviously straight out of final fight, uh, and Hagar's daughter who appears in the ring every now and again, when he wins, yep. um, Biff Slamovich, first of all, let's go through the names, yes. Biff Slamovich. I mean, come on now. I mean, I, even in today there's, there's Masha Slamovich, um, one of the great, amazing women wrestlers right now. Um, Gunlock, and these are the American names, uh, the great Oni, uh, Titanic Tim, uh, L. Stingray, Mike Hager, uh, Alexander the Great, excuse me, Alexander the Grotter. Greater. That's how you spell No, Greater's G-R-E-A-T, unless someone misspelled this. No, Greater like a cheese grater. Thank you. Alexander the Greater, uh, King Rastaman, Jumbo Flapjack, and the Scorpion. Mm -hmm. so some great names there and to show like a little bit of connection to street fighter 2 uh biff slamovich mentions a comrade zangief in his quotes mm -hmm. um let's see gunlock actually let's see here long story short gunlock is guile's brother yep and um because he was mentioned in the street fighter the movie or the game and uh and then of course there was one more oh titanic tim uh, explains he was used to be a tag team partner of Birdie, who was in the Street Fighter series as well. Yep. So they definitely tried to connect it to that. As far as gameplay, yeah, it's just it's really a brawler. Each wrestler has their own like one special move and yep. like one power move. Um, but you can still do basics like whip into the ropes, jump off the top rope. Um, there's weapons on the outside of the ring and everything like that. Um, so that's why I enjoyed it. It's just it's a fun brawler. It's a fun arcade fighter, not even a brawler. Really, yeah. Final fight's a brawler. This is just an arcade fighter. Um, but to have that wrestling element into it, and again, just the big crossover with uh, Hager, uh, I always thought was awesome. Really not much else to talk about. Like you mentioned, yeah, you kind of put everything on front street. It's a one-player mode or the tag team tornado matches, mm -hmm. as they call them, battle royals, uh, team battle royale. Um, but to me, there is replay value. Be Almost like there's replay value with uh, Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. It's the same six or eight characters 
but still there's just something about it's just fun and just to, to replay yeah. over and over again um it's fairly quick to get through yes. uh, but just as a fun arcade wrestling game definitely fun to play especially at the time when i picked it the royal rumble and everything like that um and 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 i'm not going to get into it as this in this podcast but especially now uh with the press conference wwe did a couple days ago for wrestlemania which was amazing you know to play a wrestling game now like I, my juices are flowing because we're on the road to wrestlemania so you know how i right. get <laughs> in any event uh-huh um this is just a very fun uh game to play and uh again it was just kind of just no nonsense nothing to think about just okay. go and, and fight her so um well there you go yes and with that and what game do you have a game uh on on lock Yes, I have a I have a game on lock, not gun lock, but on lock. <laughs> um, and since this was episode 360 and we were talking about the Xbox 360, whether you consider it the re a retro console or not, I just thought it made sense to pick a game from my 360 collection for us to play. Um, but I wanted to go uh, a little bit more obscure from the obvious ones. Like I could have gone Left 4 Dead, but that to me has its place in history with us. We would need mm -hmm. four people to really experience it the way we should. <laughs> yeah. As fun as that would be. I went back to probably what was, if I remember correctly, my favorite single player game okay. on the 360. And it was, a, it was on the PS3 as well, but uh, I had played it on the 360. Um, and I just really, really loved this game. Um, wasn't a perfect game, but uh, it, it's definitely up my alley. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have a copy of it right here. Uh, we are going to be playing Dante's Inferno. Oh, okay. On the Xbox 360. And my favorite thing, even on the... Uh, the Clearly a used game, copy. Uh, definitely a used copy. Stupid GameStop with their stickers that you can't take <laughs> off. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, it's like... It's why, like, you needed to buy, like, you needed to buy, like, new cases, new DVD cases, <laughs> yes. just for, just to move everything And you had to find green ones. Yeah, short story. A friend of mine gave me hundreds of these. really. Yeah, because he had, he had put them all in a book, and he said, "Oh, oh okay, anymore. I gotcha." I he gave me hundreds of them. At some point, I just couldn't carry them around anymore from all the moving, <laughs> and I got rid of them. And I'm really, I really regret getting rid of them before I switched all of these over. I should have done that. Anyway, love this game. Uh, really fun game. And what I love about it, right on the back, it tells you what happened. There you go, go. to hell. It's pretty um, straightforward. Yeah. So this is based off of. The um, the Dante's Inferno, um, the Dante's Inferno poem, the epic poem that was written hundreds of years ago. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, look out, folks! We well, well you know, I opened, I opened the the game, and it's just so old. It's like, oop, I have to sniff this. Look, <laughs> we're sniffing, we're sniffing, we're sniffing off screen. Um, so if you've never played Dante's Inferno, it's a one player game where you go through the the different stages of hell. Oh, awesome! Um, in an attempt to uh, in attempt to save your love, Beatrice, you're Dante go. trying to save your love, Beatrice, but you have to face all the layers of hell. Um, really fun game. Uh, uh, and as as usual with me, my receipt Seriously, is still in here. What is wrong with you? My receipt is still in here. Well, in case I have to return it. Um. <laughs> Purchased at the Burbank Empire Center in Burbank, California on February 20th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Timing. So, yeah, timing. So I bought this game uh, 12 years ago, almost to the day, uh, February 20th, 2012. Um, and I saved $2 by buying it pre-owned. Congratulations, my Thank friend. Thank you so much. There was no point in buying this pre-owned. <laughs> I could have paid the $19.99. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we're playing Dante's Inferno. So. Cool. 
all of you out there, if you're following along with us on our game of the week, give Dante's Inferno a try. Maybe you have already and you hate it. Maybe uh, you've never played it, but give it a shot. We'll do. And that's our game of the week for next week. All right. With that, let's get ready to wrap things up then with news. Let's get right into it. All right. I've only got a few bits of news. So okay. um, I know you had one specific bit of news, uh, but there it is. Uh, just really quickly for our retro birthdays, I only want to bring up two. Mm -hmm. uh, one we missed last week and then the one for this week. Okay. So last week, and you had brought this up to me, was the 20th retro birthday uh, for Metroid Zero Mission came out la uh, uh, last week in 2004. A fantastic game on the Game Boy Advance. It's basically a remake of the original Metroid. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best Metroid games. My, I hate it when my camera goes, uh, all right, I need a new camera. Next week, there will be a new <laughs> camera, so don't got to worry about the blurry effect. <laughs> we'll see about that, folks. Yeah. Um, the, the game is just phenomenal. I don't know if it's on the Switch currently. Uh, I think just uh, Fusion is. But okay. um, this was probably when I went on that Metroid run that I was doing. Yep. I think this was like one, two, three. It was probably the fourth game I ended up beating uh, during that run. Um, just I feel like it was. The, I feel like it was the last one you beat. It you was because then, because mm -hmm. then I went to move on to Fusion, and as usual, I keep getting stuck in one spot, and then I stop playing the game. In fact, okay. I'm thinking about picking it up and restarting it for like a ninth time. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, nevertheless, really awesome game. Actually, Zero Mission is the mm, I want to say one of the last games I bought because to find an original copy at Zero Mission, I think it was pretty pricey. So when I played it, I bought it on the while it was still going the Wii U shop mm -hmm. on the virtual console so actually nice. i have my copy on the wii u um nice. and that's where i played it so definitely if you have it definitely check it out awesome definitely game. worth it awesome. um and the other retro birthday to throw out there this was uh, uh we're celebrating the japanese release of this one which we don't do that often anymore but it's worth bringing up because it's uh an iconic game mm -hmm. uh this week is the 20 uh 20 i'm sorry wait call it 25th 25th okay. retro birthday of the japanese release for final fantasy Wow. 1999 that came out. Uh, okay. A game uh, that was remastered but was recently announced as not getting a remake. I heard because, about that. Yeah, rumors were coming out that they were making a remake to which uh, Square Enix was like, look how long it's taken. Basically, look how long it's taken us to do Final Fantasy VII Remake. There were going to be three <laughs> versions of the game, the second of which comes out February 29th of this year. Yep. Um, they they have no interest in doing anything. No, I think they said if they wanted to try, it would take like eight years or something like that. Yeah, so they're they're not going <laughs> that route. So happy twenty fifth retro birthday to Final Fantasy VIII. Awesome. Um, yes, and then for the rest of our retro news, I'll go through quickly. Uh, last week or a couple days ago, whatever it was, the um the trailer for the Knuckles spinoff yes. show on Paramount Plus debuted. Oh my God, this um, looks amazing. It drops the end of April. Yep, April 26th. Okay. It will be out on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and just another thing of note for this is that the spinoff show trailer smashed Paramount Plus viewership records. Honestly, it 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 looks... Um, I mean, it looks like the movie. Don't get me wrong. It's it looks, it looks six, just like the movie. It's a six-part... Um, it's a six-episode event. Yep. yep. And um, it just looks amazing. Idris Elba is back as Knuckles. Which um, is great. And, of course, the timing is wild because they just dropped, a like, a teaser um, uh, logo reveal for Sonic 3. Yep. It's coming out this December uh, in the movies. I, 
Yep, December 20th, Sonic 3 is coming out. Uh, they've already announced that Jim Carrey will be back. As yeah, it's kind of, I didn't think they were, uh, were going to bring him back, but yeah, he's back. Nope, uh, you got you to bring him back. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I just figured, you know, figured, not often Move you get on. these big stars who, who like, do mm -hmm. the full trilogy like this. But, um, yeah, no, he's definitely coming back. You know, uh, uh, Shadow's going to be in this one. Yep. Um, so that's going to be really funny. You're gonna, I think you're going to see actually Shadow's kind of making his way back this year. Um, but the Knuckles trailer, just it looks like a very fun, and again, very funny. Like, funny. like yeah. that's what I loved about Knuckles in the movie. Like, he was so deadpan um with like how he is and everything yeah so i'm really looking forward to this and it looks very good and very funny yes i agree with that so what is it? Yeah. the one scene in the trailer they're like well you know they got the dog dress up like why do you have the dog dress up he's gonna be battling his most fiercest warrior and yes. then he opens up a door it's the mailman yep <laughs> that, that is a great little moment no, there yeah. um okay some other news um sadly uh um uh, uh we've been talking about you know this is a 360 Mm -hmm. related episode but microsoft um xbox has been having some trouble uh some trouble financially uh and there there have been some interesting rumors out there i'm not we're not going to talk about them here but mm -hmm. what i am going to talk about is how um xbox recently went through some layoffs mm. and some of those layoffs included um the uh developer for spyro the new spyro game toy oh, wow. toys for bob uh, I'm sorry, the developer's name was Toys for Bob, and they are the ones that were working on the new Crash Bandicoot and Spyro games. Oh, wow. So not sure what's going on there. Um, yeah, a lot of weird rumors going around with Microsoft in general. So. Yeah, just Microsoft in general, apparently. Yeah, they're they're having some they're having some trouble. Yeah. They're having some trouble. We're gonna see what happens with that. Um and in fact, like the 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 trouble I was hearing, like it was almost like level of like like Sega trouble where it's like, are they even going to come out with another system type of thing? Yeah. I mean, the rumors of some, also some of the games coming out on PlayStation now and stuff, yep. but a lot of it is just rumors. Like, well, it's no, just, it's all wild. rumors, but we're going to see, but like for a very long time, you know, Microsoft has been doing to try and keep up with Sony. They've been doing the, you know, buy all the, buy all they these indie developers as much as you can. Indies. So you they bought Activision or, and yes, other yeah. or the third I know parties, yeah. third parties. That's what I was looking for. Um, to try and stay competitive, and now like my and now the Microsoft company itself, like mm -hmm. the Xbox company itself, is having issues. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, let's see, Namco's arcade, um, Namco's arcade game, Ice Hockey, from way back in the day. I don't know if you remember this game. Um, just good old fashioned Namco's. ice hockey. Okay, Namco, yeah, Namco made a game, Ice Hockey. Remember, um, it was a. Uh, Oh, when, when did that come out? It was a, it was an arcade game back in, I don't know, 88, 1988 okay. came out. Uh, it, it will be coming to the Switch and PlayStation Store soon. I'm sorry, the game was called Face Off. My bad. Ice hockey game called Face Off. Oh, okay. Yes. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm a little, no, no, I'm a little behind today. <laughs> um, so uh, the Face Off arcade game will be uh, available on the Switch and the PlayStation Future. Yes, this one I remember. Do you ever, I don't ever remember seeing it in the arcade. Uh, I remember seeing it in the arcade. Okay. I, I just, you know, I, I to, and Good it was apparently it was apparently on the Wii Virtual Console in Japan only. Ooh, uh, at one point. So, um, but now it'll be available on the Switch and PS4. Cool. So uh, not sure when it came out February 8th in Japan uh, has not hit the Western stores yet. So if you were a fan of face off the arcade game, keep an eye out for that should be coming out very soon. <laughs> yeah. Very soon. Usually they drop like on Fridays. So yep. A um, yeah. couple other things. Um, 
Konami's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the game, mm-hmm. is going to be one of the quarter arcade series games coming out at the quarter. Uh, uh, what's the? I'm sorry. Uh, the company's name is Quarter Arcades. They're the ones that make the quarter size. All the tiny, of tiny them. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, tiny yeah. arcade. They will be releasing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time. Ooh. So you can own yourself a small. Um, small arcade version. A very small arcade version. They're very yeah. <laughs> they make them like I said. They make them quarter size. They have USB slots so you can plug in controllers. There you go. If you want to play them with a controller, um, and not the tiny little, <laughs> tiny little controllers on the actual thing. Um, so for those of you who love the Turtles games, um, it's really really cool. the The cabinets also come with a quarter scale. T- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles branded stool. That's hysterical. And a certificate of authenticity and an exclusive postcard. Uh, they ship third quarter of this year. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Um, for any of you out there who like to either read or collect books on video games, which I do, okay. I don't necessarily read them all the time, but I just like to have them in my collection because one day, when I when I don't have a job and I'm sitting in a nursing home with all of my consoles, <laughs> I will have time to read these things. There is a fan-made Super Mario Collection book coming out really? that documents over 9,000 items in the Super Mario wow. U, so to speak. Holy cow. Yep. Uh, so it's... Uh, so this fan is releasing a book featuring his own photography of his collection. Okay. Inspired by his passion for graphic design. So uh, it's a uh, the book is available in a blue and red version on Kickstarter. Oh, it's on uh, Kickstarter. Okay. Kickstarter. Currently, the price is 25 euro. Okay. Oh, here it is. So, yeah. So it looks interesting enough. Um, and again, it's just literally photos of the 9,000 plus things he has in his collection. Oh, uh, each of the 9,000 pieces is his yes. privately. It's his oh, private collection. Okay. His name, his name is Oscar Brown. He started collecting Mario memorabilia at the age of three. There you go. So, and so he is now. That's yep, cool. Going to showcase over nine. And it's just really interesting. It's just very nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's things like the, um, it's things like the Amiibos, um, the little amiibo. car, uh, whatever. Plural amiibo, amiibo. Amiibo, amiibo, the um, the I don't remember what you call the cards that you scan. Oh, the e cards, e cards, yeah. the e card, like like uh, obviously all the consoles and stuff yeah. like that. So just really really interesting thing. Hmm. That would be like if we took a picture of our video game collections. I don't think <laughs> I can. Hit, I can't hit nine thousand, but I can, can we sell it for like two bucks each? I know. I well, I I can I can easily hit a thousand. <laughs> um. And then the last bit of news which came out, we had talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago that the Atari 400 Mini will yes. be coming out. Uh, recently announced the 25 games that will be pre-installed mm-hmm. in the Mini. So uh, I am going to run through the list really, really quickly. So you will get in the Atari 400 Mini Basketball, Asteroid, Centipede, Missile Command, Miner 2049er, uh, Berserk, Bristles, Capture the Flag, Encounter, Flip and Flap, Mule, 
O'Reilly's Mine, Wavy Navy, Hover Bover, Lee, Millipede, The Seven Cities of Gold, Boulder Dash, Electra Glide, Battle Zone, Henry's House, Star Raiders 2, Airball, Crystal Castle, and Yomp. Wild titles. Yes. <laughs> Just the way they're named. But uh, yes. no, that's very cool, actually. Well, and don't forget that list also, to come out. Uh, there will also be a flash drive. You can you can put a yep. flash drive in the system yep. to load ROMs onto this mini. Absolutely. So if you're interested in the Atari 400 mini, keep an eye out for it. Those are the 25 games that are coming with the mini console. And that will be it for retro news today. Okay. And you know, the one final thing I just want to mention real fast, uh, just, uh, we lost a, uh, a wonderful, uh, member of the super Mario brothers family. I would like to say kind of sort mm -hmm. of, um, from the original, the original live action super Mario brothers movie, which should have a place in everyone's heart. Um, Toad actor's name was Mojo Nixon. He passed away recently, actually passed away on February 7th. Uh, again, he was the kind of the, the guy with the harmonica, uh, yes. who's getting thrown into the thing and then turned into Toad. So, uh, he didn't actually play Toad in Goomba form, but in any event, no. um, he passed away. So I just want to give a shout out to Neil. Here's the interesting part, how it just the, 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 the world works. His name is, you know, his stage name is Mojo Nixon. His real name is Neil Kirby McMillan Jr. Oh, that's interesting. So yes, that's funny. So uh, rest in peace, my good man. So um, the Godspeed. Very weird. But in any event, uh, we'll wrap things up with did you, that. Did you play the underground theme from Super Mario Brothers when you said that? That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. And with that, we're going to finish. That's really how we should do it. And have a wonderful, you know, one more time. Where where can they find us? Well, you got you guys can totally rip me off on that one and complain <laughs> uh, at facebook.com slash retro gamers podcast at Instagram at retro gamers podcast on Twitter at retro gamers pod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube and Spotify at retro gamers podcast, or you can email us at email at the retro gamers.com. And with that, we will call it a week and have a wonderful one. All right. You have a great week as well. And we will catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast.